a movie about junkyard bums and wine that makes Mad Dog and Night Train look like Dom Perignon. We watched Street Trash. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what that means. Greetings, Moon Goons! Welcome to the 50th, 5-0, 50th episode of the Horrible Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton, with me, always, the study, my rock, Mr. Aaron Southworth. I am back. He is back. I'm back after a week off. His hands did not fall off. My hands are on. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have machine gun hands. I do not have chainsaw hands. I was kind of hoping you would, though. I don't have robot hand with a vibrating finger. <laughs> that would make my wife happy. But I just got normal hands, and I'm happy. I'm That's, happy. It's yes. good. Yes. Uh, yes. This week, next week, and the final we are in the we are getting ready to celebrate. We said today is our fiftieth. We're getting we're coming up on our one year anniversary show. So for this week and the next week, we are doing listener submitted movies. Kicking off with this movie called Street Trash. But before we get into the movie proper, uh, we did announce on our Facebook page the winner of our Horrible Horror March Movie Madness. But just for you listeners, if you haven't seen it, the winner, the champion, crowned worst of the worst, Alice in Murderland. Alice in Murderland. Takes the crown for this year and gets an automatic bid placement in next year's tournament. Yes, yes. To see if it can repeat. Good God, that movie was awful. I really thought Seed's Revenge. I thought so too. I thought Seed's Revenge was going to be it, but I, I was pained when I saw Alice won. But I know because you liked it. I did. You kind of liked <laughs> I it, which did. I thought it fucking sucked. <laughs> but I don't I, get me wrong; I, it sucks, but I liked it in a way, and I much rather watch that. Oh yeah, again than Seeds Valley. Right, that movie like is physically painful to watch. Oh, anyway. So with that done, let's jump into Street Trash. Now, this is what is called a melt movie. Now, apparently this is a whole subgenre of horror movies out there. Um, I don't know if maybe like the stuff you could put it, categorize in this or not, or maybe like a blob movie. I don't know. I think you can kind of put the stuff in there. I think for so. Sure. Um, but anyway, it's a melt movie. It's a whole subgenre. I guess and what exactly a, is a melt movie, Marshall? Uh, apparently, I guess a melt movie is where people melt. <laughs> That's so it's the, the, it's the special effect technique of the dissolving bodies yeah, and it's melting yeah. people. Um, so this was released on May seventh in nineteen eighty seven. And first, of, okay, before I go any further here, I guess I need to say I don't know if I should say thank you or fuck you to our <laughs> listener Jordan who submitted this movie and actually uh, lent out his personal copy of this for us to watch. So yeah which thank was very you. cool thank you for that but that was very cool at the same time for making us watch this movie <laughs> uh but anyway here's to you <laughs> keep listening. all right thanks you thank you and fuck you yeah. but yes keep listening yeah thank you uh this movie is pretty much only found on dvd and blu-ray i couldn't find it anywhere to stream like i said we had to watch it on disc yeah um it was written by roy frumkes or frumkes i don't know 
uh, directed by James M. Muro. Uh, it's got different versions. Uh, there's the heavily cut version, which is 90 minutes. And then the one we watched is the uncut hour and 41 minute unrated. I hesitate fuck to fest. use fuckfest. Yeah, thank you. I was about to use masterpiece, and that is not a masterpiece. Um, as far as the cast goes, pretty much nobody you've ever heard of. Most of the people in the cast only did this movie and, like, nothing else. Um, really, the only two people that are even worth mentioning are the guy, uh, Vic Noto, or Nato, I don't know how to pronounce it, who plays Bronson in the movie. Now, he did. Uh, he's done work on The Americans, which is a pretty good series out right now. Uh, the Netflix Daredevil, I believe he's on that. Uh, Boardwalk Empire and Soprano. So he's done he's done some big stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the only other person I'm going to list is because I like the character is uh, the guy who plays the doorman, uh, <laughs> James Lorenz, who has 20 credits to name. And I guess he, for those of you in the horror and comedies and spoofs, he was Jeffrey in uh, Frankenhooker. So that was his. <laughs> uh, so that's about it. That's the only things worth mentioning in the cast for this for this uh, for this movie. So. We're going to do our best to take you through this ride, but it is a fuck fest of the movie, and trying to take notes on this was just nearly futile. It was just, I felt like the bore were coming, like, resistance if you dial, don't take notes. Yeah, it, it, the movie really doesn't have a storyline, not a consistent storyline. No. They have, like, it's it's not even shorts, really. It's like they just follow these characters, yeah. essentially, and they're just doing... They're day to day bum bullshit. Yeah, and but there's no there's no beginning, middle, or end. Essentially, I mean, you can start this movie anywhere, yeah, and that's pretty a really good point. You really could start this anywhere and be like, all right, I didn't miss and anything. You really, I mean, you can you can show it completely out of order for the most part. I mean, there's a, there's a there's one sort of theme with the wine, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. But so the movie opens with Fred the Bum, who wears a purple velvet hat and kind of looks like homeless Jesus. Yeah, he's kind of hipster homeless Jesus yeah. looking. Yeah, like he's younger. Yeah, he steals a bottle of booze from this guy's liquor store, which leads to a chase scene. And so the, then during the chase scene, there's a car crash, and the driver gets out of the car and he starts chasing after. So we have two people chasing after the bum. Uh, he steals some money from another bum during the chase scene. It's it all takes place in like Skid two Row three or, minutes. Yeah. It's like it's happening this fast. It's really fast to keep up with. Uh, so he's stealing more money as he runs by. He's basically running, and then while he's running, he snatches a handful of money from one bum. And he's like, "Thank you," and just keeps on running, yep. trucking along. And he ends up he gets cornered by the two people chasing him, and he climbs up a fire escape to get away as other people are trying are. The building's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Frantically coming, trying to get down it. And he jumps into a room, and there's two naked people in the bed. There's, there's a young pay- couple going to town. Yeah, but I didn't do a double take, because at first I thought it was two guys. I yeah, really she, did. She had some small boobies. And her, she, her hair is short, and it's like, is that? I really thought it was two dudes. She was kind of ugly. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, That's one thing about this movie also. Everyone's fucking ugly. Like, yeah. everyone's ugly in this movie. There's no... and I, You know... You would want to say it's kind of refreshing, but maybe it's not. Maybe there is a reason we have good-looking people on our TVs. Because I'm like, <laughs> uh, No, that's a good point. I mean, they are bums, so I guess they wouldn't be attractive people. But, I mean, everyone. Yeah, you're right. Everyone. Yeah. Hey, all the owners, all the – everybody is. Um, anyway, the two naked uh, – Fred the Bum, you know, gets his people out of the house, you know, saying there's fire, fire, get out. 
and they hop out of bed, run off, and you see everything in full naked glory. And this girl's got a huge bush. This is some massive '80s bush. Massive. I mean, we're talking. This is like Demi Moore Playboy spread or whatever that naked picture. Uh, yeah, it's like I don't know if it was actually a Playboy spread, but there's some famous nude picture of Demi Moore out there that she's just got this gigantic bush. And... I am not familiar with this at all, oh. and I need to see this Demi Moore bush now. Yeah, it's it's monumental. I, this has to happen in my life. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, these people are running down the stairs to get out of the fire. Uh, and it's funny because the guy, the naked couple running down the stairs, you got cock boss flopping in, in, in the Yeah, room. yeah, they have no shame. And, like, yeah. everybody in this apartment right. building is, like, in their pajamas and underwear. <laughs> it's, like, the middle of the day, which makes, like, why are these people in their pajamas and underwear in the middle of the afternoon? It's the middle of the day, and either they're, everyone's, a lot of them are naked. Yeah. Everyone's just, like, naked or in their underwear yeah. and just running out of this. I mean, it's a lot of people. Yeah, and I, for some reason, there's one guy who always I laugh at. He draws my attention because he's – I don't know if he's, like, half Asian or something like that. <laughs> but he's running down the stairs, and this is a fire. The whole building is supposed to be fire. And of all the things to save from your beloved – all your objects and beloved things to save – he chose. He chooses to save a lamp, a lamp. and an answering machine. He runs out <laughs> with a lamp and an answering machine in his hand, which I thought was the weirdest choice. To yeah, make. it's so funny because he's. He, I, I thought he was like Asian too, but he's kind of chubby, yeah. and he's his tits are jiggling when he's running. He's carrying a like an. It's not even it's, a nice lamp. It's just either. a fucking desk lamp, yeah. like a <laughs> shitty desk lamp he'd buy somewhere and an answering machine. Now in the eighties, maybe he had a tapeless answering machine. Maybe. That's some high tech <laughs> shit right there. Maybe. Maybe. So um anyway, we we're gonna cut ahead to our the first introduction of Bronson at the statewide auto parts and junkyard lot. Uh he is kinda like the Bum kingpin. That's who I say. He's the king of the bums. He is. So he's he's like the 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 the, the, the leader. He's yeah. the he's got a he's got some underlings under. Yeah, him. he's got minions. As I go, and he sits on this garbage throne. Like, yeah, this makeshift like something you see almost in a Mad Max type movie. It's made of, like car parts and it's just and tires and, and, and built like this hillside. And yeah, it's, like, this elaborate garbage throne, and he has this naked. Dirty, dirty woman sprawled out across his lap. And when we're talking dirty, I mean, they cover the ca- the actors in so much, like, dirt, black soot, kind of. They look, half of them look purple. Because they are just got so much crap on them. They're very pale, too. Yeah. A lot of these people are very pale, but they're just covered in this, and it's. Which, think of their bombs are outside of They'd have better tans. You think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. The money, the guy, the bomb we saw the chasing who got the money stolen from him turns out to be one of Bronson's minions, like his money guy he's collect the collector the bouncer whatever you want to call him uh and he shows up saying i don't have any money that you know this guy took it and you know it's that freddy guy and bronson like this leaps up which ta- causes the girl to fly off his life and, like roll down like three four feet of this hillside and she's skin and bones she is. and he yells out i'll rip the liver out of his ass that is his first line of this movie and our introduction to Bronson. Not a bad line. No. Kind of like it. Yeah. I've never heard somebody say, I'll rip the liver out of somebody's ass before. I kind of like it. Um, so we now we go to Ed. And there's a lot of characters in this. So if this gets confusing. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because it, 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 really it doesn't fucking matter. doesn't fucking matter. We go to Ed, who owns another liquor store. And he's in, like, the basement of his liquor store. And he finds this crate, old crate, behind, like, a breakaway wall yeah, he's cleaning things up he's moving stuff around he's kind of muttering to himself yeah. and he finds this old wooden crate yeah and inside the crate is he opens it up and it's just bottles and bottles of this 
wine, quote unquote, but really booze. It, they call it wine, but it does. It looks more like cough syrup. It's a lot like nitrine. Yeah, it looks I, like I, nitrine. It's got that purple. Uh, pardon me, the green glass it's bottle. Green glass bottle. It's about a half pint, and it's called Viper. Yeah, ten, by ten of ten of fly Viper, and. Uh, so he finds his stuff, and he decides he's going to sell it for, like, a buck a bottle. Yeah, he's like, hey, he's like, this is, like, 60 years old. Yeah. 60. He says it's 60 years old, and um, which isn't really true because <laughs> uh, when you look at the bottle, it does say, uh, which I actually happen to have a bottle here. <laughs> and it, it actually says Tenafly Viper established 1924. So you see the 1924, and you think, okay, 60, but that just means mm-hmm. the company was established. Right. And not that that... This booze is sitting there, made, made in 1924. 1924. <laughs> so, who knows? Um, we're getting, outside the liquor store is like the bum, your cliche bum car washing scene where all the bums are get at the yeah. intersection of washing people's windshields. Um, and you got like one guy who's wearing like a shopping bag on his head as a hat. And he's got like a children's like toy car steering wheel as a belt buckle. And this guy, he, he actually leaps on top of somebody's hood to try to clean it. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and it, I've never had the bum wash my windows before. I've had bums come up to my car and, like, knock on my car and be like, hey, man. And I'm like, whoa. And you know what? If I'm at a red light, I'm just like, fuck off. You know, I go <laughs> right through it. I just don't care. You know? Yeah, I've been, you know, I've if I'm had... able to go through, I'll go through. I'll yeah. just be like, shit. I've done it twice. You know, I'm just like, fuck it. You know, I just go. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. You're right. You're I got right. someone knocking on my window. Fuck off! I'm out of here. I've, I've never. I don't think I've ever actually run the, a red light to get away from. But I've done something like roll it up or occasionally. I think I might have given depending on the situation. I might have don't throw some change in there. Well, there's somebody just hanging on the side of the road. Yeah, that's fine. But when they start knocking on my window, yeah, I'm out yeah, of there. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. A different thing. But yeah, I've never had the, the come up and wash mm-hmm. my windshield. So anyway, they're doing this, and we see this couple, this young couple, they're probably late twenties ish. Mm-hmm. They're pulling up to the red light. And Bronson... Did you notice real quick the red light just didn't have a yellow? Yeah, it's like old style. It's just red it's and red green. Red and green. There's How no... many accidents were that, 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 at that intersection? Yeah, no shit. I mean, Jesus. Um, so Bronson approaches this car. And the driver, the man, the driver is like, like hey, man, you know, uh, you know, sucks what happened to you guys in, in Nam because, okay, Bronson's a vet. And he wears, like, camouflage pants and a lot of... He's old, got boots on. Boots, and combat boots. He's got a sidearm. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that <laughs> yeah. in a second. But uh, he... he he, it's the, and the guy in the car is a t- fucking like classic nerd. He looks like an accountant, like, well, like somebody would see like an accountant. Or he kind of looks like guy. former Senator Paul Simon for our inner, like who always wears he wears a bow tie. Yeah, his shirt's buttoned all the way up. Bow tie, glasses, mm-hmm. like kind of round shoe, rim shoe glasses, kind of you know, yeah, curly tight hair. Uh, yeah, he's really nerdy looking, and he's like, hey man, you know, I hey just you know, I, I'm a G three at the fort such and such on the weekends in the Army Reserves. And first of all, um, there's no such thing as a G3 <laughs> um, unless you're talking about a general, which would be uh, a lieutenant general, I believe, would be uh, the third rank of general. And even then, it's not a G3 because you can be an O1, O2, O3, and that's your pay grade or E, which is if you're enlisted. So oh, a G3 the technicalities doesn't really of exist. military. And if he was even a general, which he could in the reserves, by the way, he's in his 20s. There's no way this guy would be a general. So whatever they're talking about does not exist in this mil- their military talk here. 
There's your hey. We just dropped some knowledge there. Oh, I have more knowledge coming. Oh later. Jesus! <laughs> and anyway, Bronson gets pissed off at this guy. He drags him, like, just pulls him out through his the driver's yanks side him window, right out of the car, picks him up, and then smashes him face first through his own windshield, killing this guy. And the wife's in the car screaming, covered in blood. And it's like what? What? <laughs> just why? What's going on? And he, we see Bronson has like this side. He's got like a furry like like rabbit skin like fur holster on his belt that holds a giant femur bone which turns out to be like a knife like a carved mm-hmm. bone a femur bone he's carved into a knife right. that he carries around on his hip so this guy is wild yeah right big bushy beard you know yeah he's he's a weird dude um and there's also a bum who's wearing a gas mask in this scene too which he comes back later but it's like these we I've never seen bums who dress like this in gas mask and like I don't think I don't think bums have. I would say some homes at least have some self respect not to wear shopping bags on their head and look like fucking idiots. Life's rough enough as it is for them. <laughs> um, anyway, so basically, Bronson kills this guy, calling him a weekend warrior. So he kills him for being in the army reserves, not because he's and not the regular full time army. He hasn't seen the shit. Yeah. So fuck <laughs> you. You're in the reserve. Like what is happening? Um. So we're going ahead to. Fred and Polly. Polly's another fucking bum who walks with a crutch. And basically, Polly steals the bottle of Viper from Fred and leaves. The bum money collecting minion, he's watching from a distance. And uh, Paul does mention that his son works with computers and he thinks he's throwing his life away. <laughs> he's coming from a bum. He's like, at least your kid has a job and doing something. In right. the 80s, computers, that's like. That's like the dawn of the technology age. That's cutting edge. Cutting edge yeah. right there. And he's like, oh, he's throwing his life away. I wish he wouldn't be doing that shit. And like, Das, baby. Like, das. You don't even have a job. You're living on the street. You're <laughs> bitching at your son for not for having a good job. Like, There's so much weird shit in this. Um, anyway, so after Paulie leaves, the, the bum, the money-collecting bum, like, charges Fred, beats him up, kicks him around a bit, and uh, leaves him. And so Paulie then is in the... Re- Going through the remains of like this old collapsed brick building. Yeah, this place is totally demolished. Sh- demolished. Yeah, just, and it's just barely any like skeleton of the building remains. Yes, exactly. And he goes and sits on this toilet there. And it's an old fashioned toilet that has like the pole handle, like the tank above. And he's he drinks the viper. And he immediately begins to melt. Once he takes his first drink, just Yeah. And like doesn't have time for it to like in He's about to digest yeah. it, and it just immediately. By the time it hits his stomach, it's over. Yeah, over. Um. So he it's and he's melting. I'm not like blood and guts and but like bright like day glow. Technicolor. Technicolor. Yeah, that's why he's melting in technicolor. I mean, there's bright purples and, and bright blues. blues and bright yellows and yeah. every color. It just spewing out of him like like it's really very eighty. Like the bright neon yeah. colors of the yeah, 80s yeah, as yeah. Well, yeah. These guys know and. Eventually, he melts. He's like melts down into the toilet, and he ends up looking like the creature from Basket Case. For kind of, yeah, scene like that, yeah. which is a movie we'll probably get around. We to should do probably do that one, yeah. Uh, but he looks like Basket Case, and then you get this crazy, like fast, like steady cam zooming action action shot of like the camera zipping through the ruins all the way up to the toilet again to see the last of the melted remains. And the best way I can describe it is it looks very similar to, like, the shot of um, the Evil Dead. There's a shot yeah. like in the Evil mm-hmm. Dead where, like, the, the like camera it, work. Yeah, zooms yeah. in mm-hmm. up on, like, Bruce Campbell's face. It's very similar to that. Um, 
So after he melts, we meet Wendy, the Asian secretary for the statewide junkyard, um, and Fred's younger brother, Kevin. And they're in the tire fort, which is like the coolest tire fort ever. It is pretty cool. Where they have Hulk and Spider-Man heads and busts on the, behind them. Um, <laughs> gotta have some art. <laughs> yeah, gotta have some art. <laughs> so Wendy, I just gotta bring it because it's, it just blows my mind that they let this slide. But at the beginning of the scene, when she enters the tire fort, she is wearing a teal blouse and black miniskirt. And when she leaves and is walking back to the junkyard office, she's wearing a blue tank top and white yep, skirt. Yep, I noticed that too. Huh? <laughs> what? I mean, I know there should be errors in continuity from time to time. Like maybe the bracelet went from the left hand to the right or yeah. something. But we're talking a completely different outfit. Yeah, complete wardrobe change in Com- a matter of like two seconds. That's it. Yeah, just boom. So, anyway, Winnie basically kind of has this thing for this dirty homeless kid, Kevin, which is really fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, he's like, what, 16 Yeah, he looks best? like 16. He barely looks. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm guessing the actor was 18, but he looks super young. I get, the character is probably like, supposed to be like 16, 17, right. I would imagine. Um, so, she works for, I don't know, guys, I just call him Fatty, the boss of the junkyard. Oh, he's big, big boy. He um, And basically, Fatty is just a walking sexual harassment lawsuit. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> what he is. Um, now, Black Bert, the bum in the gas mask, finds Fred unconscious on the sidewalk, wakes him up, and I notice at this point that Fred has incredibly white teeth for a bum. Yeah. He has mm-hmm. gorgeous chompers for as dirty and disgusting as these people are supposed to be. It's funny because I'm watching this movie, and you can tell some of the people that I'm looking at, and yeah, the number one thing that tipped me off so much was their fucking teeth. Yeah. You can see some of the people they use were probably more indigent. Yeah. You know, around rougher times. Yeah, some people really had bad teeth. And yeah. Like, a few like, people they use teeth black on, you can mm-hmm, definitely see the teeth yeah. black. Train, but, but no, Fred and Kevin have immaculate teeth. Yeah. They, they may be homeless, but they have a great dentist on the well, side somewhere. <laughs> they did run away from home. They're, they're new. Yeah, they're new yeah, bums. They're new homeless. They're new homeless. They're new homeless. So I'll let that slide. Okay. Um, now, a bum in a tuxedo... Buy, he buys a bottle of Viper from Ed. And this guy's got fucked up teeth. Yeah, he's got jack teeth. Yeah. And he's all snaggletooth. And he pa- on his way back to his like little pad, he passes the crime scene of, of the where Bronson killed the guy. And the cops and the ambulance are there. And we meet Bill the Cop. Now, Bill the Cop <laughs> is this huge, just violent, crazy cop guy. And he is ugly. Oh, God. God, and this is your main. This is like your your oh, hero, like Fred. He's the yeah. He's, he's essentially uh, kind of your hero main character. Yeah. He's the go- I guess quote unquote good guy. Yeah, but man, is he one ugly looking motherfucker? <laughs> Looks like he had fetal alcohol syndrome. And... I don't know if he was that bad, but he oh. yeah, he's definitely he definitely is. And he's hard. A, he's, he's he's rough. He's rough looking. Yeah, he's a big dude, but he's big. Yeah. And he's he's not the guy. He doesn't look like a guy you want to mess no. with. No, and um. So, he always looks pissed. Yeah, he's always uh, His face is always squinted. Yeah, he's, he's a very mad character. Um, so, Bum and Tux, he makes it back to his, like, sweet, swanky little fire skate pad that he has on top of fire yeah, skate. Yeah, yeah, because the, what? The, the cop kind of shakes him down, asking him, have you seen anything? Have you seen Bronson? Bronson yeah. He's, he's looking for Bronson because he like, thinks no, Bronson did. I haven't like, seen anything. Yeah, yeah. And he's and, whining. and um, So, he gets back to the fire. He, and he drinks his Viper, and... Again, immediately melts. Yeah, and immediately, like he he's chilling. He's like, man, I and got this guy my nice melts pad. in pretty much 
pure bright yellow. Yeah. The, he's just one color melt on this Yeah, guy. and we really don't see too much melt effect no, you on him. see his him. toe pop, but that's about it. The big thing is that he drips, his melty remains drip through the fire escape and dr- land on a passerby. Like a yuppie. A yucky businessman passerby, and which starts burning his face. Now, this this guy and the three other people he was with, they run, like, the two blocks. Is, He's running in pain. His face is burning. You, yeah. you realize it makes sense because the, he actually had to turn around and run backwards the way they came to get back to this crime scene instead of running forward, which is a little weird. Um, but they run the two blocks back to this crime scene to get to the cop and ambulance. Um, the guy's covering his face. He's screaming. Bill the cop tries to talk to him, but he basically either passes out from the pain or he just dies. Yeah. They don't really know. And his face looks fucked. Yeah, it's all just burnt and gooey. And Yeah. Now, there's this one woman who's just, <laughs> she's a bitchy woman and just irrationally mad and like a man hater or something. I don't know. There was, this, they tried to portray it as she was a man hater. But she, I, she, her character is just ridiculous. So she, she's like yelling at Bill the cop to get him help, even though he's always said, get me an ambulance over here. And he's doing his job. And he's trying to, Bill's like, all right, let me talk to the witnesses. Who saw it? He's like, oh, I saw it. He's like, trying to get information, piece this together. And the woman keeps interrupting and says, will you let me talk now? Why don't you stop following the rules yeah. and get this guy help? And then she accuses Bill the cop of being the type of policeman who would pull her over for a traffic violation in order to use that as an excuse to pull her over and rape her. Yeah. <laughs> Just what? out of nowhere. <laughs> Bitch be tripping. <laughs> Holy shit. That is, she's just crazy. So, moving on, we, we're back to Bronson and his dirty bitch. They're making out on the garbage throne. Uh, he tosses her off his lap again. She falls down again. No, he's making out with her, man. He's, like, trying to put his finger through he's her like reverse. Giant... Yeah, he's, like, reverse bang, trying to finger bang her over the ass. Or into her butthole. I mean, and she's wearing giant underwear. Her giant underwear, oversized. It's, it basically looks like diapers almost. Yeah, they do look like They diapers. look like diapers. It's, like, the huge underwear. But it's, like, he's digging his hand yeah. in there. I'm like, ugh. Um, and he he tosses the dirty bitch off when he sees Wendy walking off in a distance. Wendy the Asian. Wendy the Asian, yeah. and he's talking to Kevin. Now, this his dirty bitch is super flat-chested, like everybody in this movie, for some reason. <laughs> and she's got A-cups at best, but she wears a bra that's made for, like, Ds or double Ds. It's so, yeah, it's so big, big and, and flopping on her. On yeah. It's just weird-looking. It's like, whoa. It's kind of funny. Um. And she's she's yelling at Bronson for not fucking her and for wanting to fuck Wendy. And Bronson, he takes no shit from any woman because he punches her. He backhands her closed like, fist. Like lifts her off the, the ground. Like hits knocks her. her off her feet with a backhand yeah. closed fist. And then he tells her that he used to make bitches like her walk around the village bare pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like, this guy is crazy. He's got some pretty interesting lines. Yeah. <laughs> uh so back to Fred and Bert who meet up with Kevin and Wendy and Wendy basically goes right back to work and uh, as she leaves as Kevin pulls out this wad of cash from his pocket which Bert immediately pretty much takes from him and then goes off to buy food now Fred and Kevin are in the tire fort and Fred for some reason doesn't like Asians there's a lot of racism in this movie there is there is Um, and it's it's not subtle it is not subtle it's just I mean Fred just comes out and calls Wendy a Gook whore. Uh, like, 
bam, bam. And there's a yeah. lot oh, of sideway, the gooks uh, sideway and, pussy, yeah. all the all the like shitty, horrible, racist comments you've heard throughout yeah. your life. When you just go, oh god, this movie's full of them. Yeah. And back at the corner grocery store, Bert is in there, and he's just stealing copious amounts of food. It's by comical. Shoving it down his baggy ass pants. So he's got this pair of yellow pants that are like they're well, almost he, like he wears fireman's pants. They're like fire, okay, fire, yeah, fire, pa- yeah, fireman's pants because he wears fireman's boots or these big rubber mm-hmm. galoshes. So they're tucked into his boots yeah. or should be anyway. They are. They're tucked into his boots. And he's just shoving tons of food. He's walking around. He's putting all kinds of yeah, shit in there. Like some things he puts. He got snack cakes, Kool Aid packets, cheese, uh, two. <laughs> Two cantaloupes. Two cantaloupes. And three packages of chicken. He did pass on the half watermelon. He did pass on like, That was the one thing too big to put yeah. down his pants. Um, but he eventually gets caught, and the store manager comes up to him, who is also a black guy, by the way. So this is, yeah, because it's, uh, it, it's, again, they make it about race. Yeah. So oh, some old white lady sees him, you know, shoving chicken in his pants. And she says, I'm going to go tell the manager, young man. Yeah. And, you know, honky bitch. The manager's black, and Bert accuses the manager of discrimination, basically racial discrimination. Because because he's listening to the white lady instead of him. Yeah, over the brother. Because they're black. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? I I, I understand if you say he's, if the manager was white, that would make more sense, but. That just it doesn't seem right. It's black on black yeah. discrimination. Yeah, it's just weird. you heard of black on black crime. Now yeah. it's black on black discrimination. Apparently, so well, he's um, crazy. He's a fucking bum shoving yeah. chicken in his pants. You can't <laughs> listen to this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but Bert makes a grand exit. He places a brown grocery bag over his head and walks straight through the front just window. Smashes through the glass it window. In his wake and just walks off as chicken falls out of his pant legs. <laughs> What the fuck is going on in this movie? Like at this point, like uh, I should have said this for me, but this is really is not a horror movie. No, anyway, it's really it's really not. It's more of a gross all. out film, but it's yeah, it's it's fucking insane. Yeah. It's bonkers. Um, so we're back to we go to this corner or medical examiner, like in this exam room, which looks like a high school biology lab, right? And again, we have another corner, like or medical. Eating in the room He's over the body. He's eating sushi. He's eating salad and sushi. <laughs> With his bare fingers over the remains of like this melted body. Yeah. Um, And th- it's the remains of Polly. And I always, I had to wonder like, why in the hell is the hand hanging from the ceiling Instead, like just on the table with the rest of the melted parts. Well, but they yeah, have it hanging yeah. from the ceiling. Well, because in that scene when he was melting, he grabbed onto the, the, the pole the, plunger the hand and yeah, I hand get ripped that, off. But yeah, but they, why would they have it hanging? But, up? Yeah, yeah. Would, so it could still be attached and lying on the table. Why right. would they hang it up? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Um, and in comes Jimmy the cop, who wears a white Mickey Mouse tank top and jeans with his gun sticking out of his waistline. <laughs> Very professional. Yeah, I'm like, why does this guy have a holster? He's a cop, but uh, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, um, first of all, Jimmy tells Billy that Bronson was a hitman in Nam and sold dope over there as well. Now, first of all, are these both these guys named after the Double Dragon Brothers, Jimmy and Billy? Aren't Holy the, shit. Jimmy and Billy. Isn't that the Double Dragon guys? Jimmy and Billy Lee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these guys are named after the Double Dragon guys. Nice. <laughs> and Good second, find. Yeah. Second of all, there's no such thing as an army hitman. The closest thing you would get would maybe be a sniper or some kind of special word, but they're not called... Hitman. Well, maybe that's a slang for I don't know. And Whatever. They also say that Bronson was disarmed, discharged under Section Eight. Uh, now that brings us to this week's educational moment with horrible oh, horror. Oh boy! Uh, 
the term Section 8 refers to a category of discharge from the United States military that a member of judged mentally unfit for service. So it, also, it comes from meaning any service member given such a discharge or behaving as deserving such a discharge, as in the expression, he's a Section 8, which is what they call mm-hmm. Bronson. The term comes from Section 8 of the World War II era United States Army Regulation 615-360, which provided for the discharge of those deemed unfit for military service. Nowadays, though, discharge under Section 8 is no longer practiced, as medical discharges for psychological and psychiatric reasons are now covered by a number of other regulations in the the Army. Such discharges are handled under provisions of Army Regulation 635-200, Active Duty Enlisted Administration, Separations, Chapter 5, Paragraph 13, which is a, a 513 or a Chapter 513 now. Um, basically, it uh, Section 8 also became a household phrase in the 1970s when the TV series MASH was used with uh-huh. a Corporal Killinger who was continuing to try to seek one by dressing up as a woman and doing all this stuff. Um, in the 50s, Section 8 was uh, were commonly given to service members found guilty of sexual perversion or being gay. Mm-hmm. That's where that came from. And... Um, so, and but they would be discharged without their veterans benefit, but would not lose any citizenship rights. And now, folks in the army, uh, instead of using chapter eight, it's a chapter five thirteen or just a five thirteen. One is for the normal mental issues like claustrophobia, bedwetting, or other things. While the other one is for bedwetting. Yeah, <laughs> and the other one is for like when you start hearing voices. <laughs> you can either piss yourself and get out of the army or hear voices. Um. So there's your educational moment with. Uh, for Section 8. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bronson is now, he's telling war stories to all of his minions at night. And again, he mentions he was a gunner. He, he says, Gunner Bronson, Gunner Bronson. And this is, again, super vague. And because then there's a gunnery, which is a type of sergeant in the Marines. But if he truly means gunner, then that could mean several things like he was a helicopter gunner or he could have been in some form of artillery unit. Okay. Again, for our listeners, Marshall was in the army, so he knows all this technical jargon, and he's just gonna lay into you because he's very sensitive about it. He's like an ex, like a hangnail. Anytime you touch it, he's like, "Ah, oh, God, I gotta tell you about <laughs> army real stuff." Ah, you love it. Yeah. You love it. <laughs> so anyway, he, he he says he killed a man by stabbing him in the back of the head with his flash suppressor, and again, the flash suppressor is just part of the M sixteen. <laughs> It's not sharp. It's just, it's not a bayonet. It's like the slotted two piece at the end of the muzzle that just, it's not, I don't know how you would stab somebody with it. I mean, if he was like, the skull is laying down and you like, with great force, and maybe you could puncture head, but it wouldn't like slide in like a bayonet. Anyway, so the tire fort is now seen and it's lit up like a fucking lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Like there's like new, like radioactive materials gleaming from this thing. But it's only there's no power in it. It's lit up by six tiny itty bitty candles, but things like a beacon of light. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <sighs> and um, so, but inside, Bert, Fred, and Kevin they're eating and they're chatting about Bill the cop. And eventually, Bert and Fred leave, and we go back to a sleeping Bronson who is having a PTSD dream. He's having a flashback. Flashback dream, yeah. but a vampire Viet Cong. Yes. They're vampire guys in like black, like baggy clothes, like black cotton clothes, mm-hmm. and like the the flat, big rice field hats, rice field, like right inside, yeah, rice yeah. field hats. And they come up and they're vampires. Yeah, 
Um, that I'd watch. That would be crazy. That seems yeah. kind of cool. And he's, he also, you see him killing two, he talks about killing two other gooks, and then he saves a Viet Cong girl who's tied up, and then fucks her as bombs are exploding behind him. It's just a crazy visual. Well, it was thing. it was uh, the Asian girl from was the junk. Yeah, was that was her. Wendy? I yeah. thought I was like that kind, of, but I wasn't sure. Wendy, right? right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Wendy. Okay, yeah. it was Wendy then. Okay, so he wakes up from his dream and grabs a fucking live grenade that he just happens yeah. to have. He just happens to have a live grenade, and he pulls the pin, tosses it out, and which just randomly like, just explodes like three feet from the tire fort, and all it is like a really lame like. Bang. It's the worst explosion for a grenade ever. And they had great explosions in the scene. They the, were the, great, the scene but they were much better. Well, they, were, they, were, they were explosions. Yeah. They were big explosions, and this was just... Poof. Yeah, it's, it, was re- it was awful. Um, so Fred then finds an, this uber drunk woman while he's out. Yeah, so, the, so we cut away from the junkyard. Yeah, we're, we're, Fred's bopping along doing his thing, and he's kind of in the actual town, not yeah. around the junkyard, not around other bums. No, he's, he's in, in a nicer part of town. He's in a now. nice part of town. And he comes across this super drunk woman in an alleyway, and this woman thinks that he is this guy by the name of Nick Durand, yeah, or Durant. She's so drunk she can't recognize who's who's, and she's and she looks nice. She's in a nice red dress. Right. She's got heels and stockings yeah. and she's like makeup a and girl. This. <laughs> well, well, yeah, <laughs> but supposed to be a sure. Um, and she wants to fuck this guy on the spot. She's yeah. like, "Fuck me now! I want you all the way inside of me." She says, um, "Now I've been, we've both been drunk." Oh, and yeah. very, very drunk a lot. But I've never been so drunk in the past that I thought someone was somebody, somebody else. else. Right. Especially when said two people look absolutely nothing, nothing alike. Nothing alike. Because Nick is like this clean-cut Italian like mob gangster guy. Yeah. Um, and Nick, or Fred, is just dirty, long-haired, skinny, you know, bum, hippie yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah. And so, and see, Fred takes the drunk one Back to the tire, which port. is really shady, man. Yeah. I mean, that's rapey shit. It you know, is it's rapey. like this is he's supposed to be like kind of the the, the one of the main yeah, characters, the, yeah. Someone that you might be like, okay, you might like. He, he's being somewhat portrayed as a sympathetic character. You yeah, know? he's the down on his luck guy, but he's got friends and he's you know gonna live his life and he's gonna basically rape this yeah, drunk he woman. Takes advantage of this drunk woman all the way back to the dirty tire fort where he fucks her on a car seat, and it's it's. Pretty graphic, you know. Yeah. I mean, she's she's completely strips, completely yeah. naked, Again, and he's glorious eighties Bush scene. And there's a whole bunch of yeah. bums that come, Bronson like they see minions. they see him bring the woman into his tire fort. Yeah, and all these Bronson minion bums start getting real worked up. Yeah, they're like watching through like the holes in the tire fort. They're like going, <laughs> and, and they look they look like they're all jerking off watching. They're just getting fucking charged. Yeah. So Fred basically fucks her and leaves her. Or he and passes, passes out. out like some, he, he, he wasn't like, even drunk. I never saw him drunk. That must have been some good pussy. Because he, he, never, he gets, stands up, tries to put pants on, just falls over and passes out. I've fallen asleep after some sex, but not like, ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Just like rendered unconscious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the minions break through the tire fort. They just fort. tear the f- tire fort. They tear a hole in the f- tire fort yeah. and drag this screaming naked woman through the holes yeah. in the tire fort. They and drag her off into the junkyard. And she's screaming like, no! And they just, they're dragging so, but, her away. Yeah, and basically like, they gangbang like her. Like ghouls. Yeah, they gangbang her and basically kill her. With, but bang, you don't see it. You gangbang don't see bang it. her to death. Yeah. Now, we skip ahead to the next day where Fatty is basically raping Wendy in his office. On a sliding, a rolling, rolling chair. Rolling chair. 
And and he's big. He's I mean, we huge. haven't really talked about Fatty yet. He's got to be 350, and that's on the light side. Oh, you know? actually, even more than that. He's a huge guy, and mm-hmm. he's lots of energy, and he screams a lot. He's bald. <laughs> he's got, like, the yeah. goatee, and he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's he looks like a bum, too. He's very, he's always dirty, He's wearing, but he works in a junkyard, yeah, so I'll forget yeah, yeah. that. He owns the junkyard, yeah, he, he's and, a, and, but he's he's a big guy, and he's high energy, and he's just, you know, ugh. Yeah, So, but when he finally gets him off by hitting him over the head with a stack of license plates, Fatty leaves her and goes to walk around his junkyard to blow off steam, where he finds the dead, naked body of the drunk woman. Yeah, and so he and then he decides to fuck it. Yes, he fucks the dead, naked woman he finds lying in his on his property. Ugh. Again, you don't. He just kind of sees it, like, oh no, and then goes, oh yeah. This is an opportunity to get my dick wet. Yeah. You know? He even spits on his hand and, like, uh, and, and, like puts it between your legs. To get, like, and, that's like, and then cuts away. Jesus. Uh, now, meanwhile, Fred is getting his ass kicked by Bronson for owing him money. And during the fight, Bronson cuts the dick oh, off geez. of one of his random minions. <sighs> They're getting to a fight. And, He's throwing uh, Fred down. He's choking Fred. They're right next to like a graded wall. Yeah. And out of nowhere, Piss starts hitting Bronson in the face. Yep. On the other side of the wall is a bum who's just taking league. I guess the bum is unaware that he's pissing on Bronson's face. Yeah. yeah. Which draws the ire of Bronson to such a degree that he reaches through, grabs his cock with one hand, and with his bone knife, bone knife. cuts his dick off in one swipe. Yep. And, and this, everyone thinks this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, because this leads to a, a, a Benny Hill-type comedic scene there's music it's like yeah, like, yeah, yeah what is that yeah. yaki attack it's, it's ridiculous and it basically leads to a game of dick keep away and then kind of they're, dick football they're throwing the dick back and forth and the guy who got his dick cut off is like stop it give it back i need to get it sewn back on and one guy punched it like a yeah football i mean they're throwing they're it all over the place other. and it's just fucking crazy i mean this is juvenile like this is something i could see like a High school kid coming up with this. I think <laughs> this would be funny. Or junior high kid coming it up with this idea. It was bonkers, and every, like all the bums are laughing. All these people are so horrible. They are. They're There's, trash people. Literally, they're street trash. <laughs> they're trash people. I he, my worst enemy gets his dick cut off. I'm not gonna run away with it. Be like ha ha, and then kick it to my buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, ooh man, you got your dick cut off. That's probably the worst thing that can happen. Anybody, you might want to go get that looked at. Yeah. Now. <laughs> um, so after the the dick keep away and dick football, um, we skip to Bill the cop who's interviewing Nick Durand and the doorman who we briefly saw earlier. Now I love the doorman character. You movie. do, you I, do. I do like the doorman. Um, I wish he had a bigger part. It's a small part, but I like him. Um, anyway, it's a kind of a funny scene with this Nick and the doorman going back and forth, and then Bill the cop trying to. It's like, dude, what are you saying? Make I can't, peace, yeah. Like, I can't protect you once you leave here because Dorby's <laughs> like, this guy's a killer. This guy's a fucking idiot. He just yeah. like, Gil's like, what are you He's like, doing? he's got cigarette butts in the soup, and he's got all kinds yeah. of crap. Yeah, not only is he a crook and a criminal and a killer, but he's also a shitty restaurant owner. I mean, I never eat that shit. It's horrible. And he's just talking. And it's yeah. funny. It's pretty it's, good it's delivery. Funny. That's what I'm saying. The way he delivers yeah. it, it's really funny. But again, that's really shit police because if this was a real... Interrogation. They would not be in the same room together. No, and they'd be in no, separate rooms, sitting, sitting right, right next, next to each other. Yeah, and Nick's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you yeah. out of here." <laughs> and the cops like, he doesn't say anything. But he's like, "Dude, I can't protect you once you leave her." Yeah, and he's like, like, "Isn't there witness protection? Like, Isn't there?" No. And he's like, "No." He's, like, <laughs> he's just like, like, "Oh shit!" Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Uh... <laughs> 
So, anyway, the next scene, we see a hitman show up and wear like a plaid blazer. This guy's outfit, he looks like the jerk. He looks like Steve Martin from The Jerk. Kinda, like like right. the way he's dressed. Like those out, like that crazy plaid suit. Pla- it's, not with, plaid, it's a plaid sport coat. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's plaid sport coat with, with pink pants. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And like a horizontal, I mean, his one clashing motherfucker. Yeah. Everything he's wearing is clashing as it's hell. It's an eyesore. It hurts the eyes. It does. It really does. And he, the hitman tries to kill Fred, goes to kill Fred. But he gets interrupted by Bill the Cowboy, who happens to show up, and says, wouldn't you rather die in combat than rot in jail? Yeah, okay. So again, a cop is saying, I'm going to kill you instead of arrest you. <laughs> this part is fucking crazy. All right, so he, the hitman goes to kill Fred because we it's uh, it, he, it's Nick. Nick, he's the guy who had something to do with his girl disappearing. He's upset that his girl's gone, and he figures out Fred had something to do with it. So the Nick man, the hitman goes to kill Fred. Yeah. Billy, the cop, interrupts it, but the hitman gets the drop on Billy. Billy doesn't have a gun. For some reason, he's a cop, and he doesn't have his fucking exactly. gun on him. And so he, he's, got his, he's got him dead to rights, gun drawn. And he goes, wouldn't you rather die in combat you know, wouldn't, wouldn't you, you know, instead of shooting me, wouldn't you rather die in combat? And he goes, yeah, fuck it. Push the gun away. And they start having fisticuffs. No, he doesn't say instead of shooting me, die in combat or rot in jail. Well, so yeah. he's like, I'm either way, I'm kicking you out. Uh, <laughs> he's like, so yeah, at least to a fight scene, it ends up with Bill the cop just beating the shit out of the hitman. And after the fight, Bill drags the unconscious guy to like a standing full length urinal Drops him into it face first. Into the urinal. Into the urinal. And then makes himself throw up. Sticks his fingers down his throat. And vomits on the back of the unconscious <laughs> hitman's Pukes head. Pukes all over the pitman. And walks away. Ugh. And just what? leaves him. And this is supposed to be a cop? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even arrest the guy for having a gun or trying to kill somebody. He's like, I'm going to beat you up, leave you vomit on you. Gonna I'm going to beat your away. ass, puke up beefaroni all over you, yeah. and then leave. So... Fred and Kevin are getting into an argument over... At this point, I don't fucking care what it's about, they, but they argue. And Bill enters Bronson's compound and finds Bronson's dirty bitch sleeping under a tarp on the throne. Now, Bronson comes up behind Bill, stabs him in the back with the femur bone blade, and the the blade of it breaks off... Breaks off in, in his back. In his back. And if you've never seen the blade, it's it's a long blade. Yeah. It's not small. It's maybe about, you know, seven to eight inches long. It's a big blade. It's a big blade. So he puts it all the way to the hilt yeah. in his back, and it breaks off, and it just makes Billy mad. Yeah, and then his, the, bit, the dirty bitch, like, kicking the blade <laughs> yeah, further into his back. she kicks it into behind. his back, and he's still just kicking ass. Because then Bill gets pissed. He picks up the dirty bitch overhead, like, military press style. Like, alternate warrior. Alternate warrior style. <laughs> throws her up against this metal wall, and then... Bronson and Bill get into a pretty good fight. Yeah, it's not a bad fight. Again, especially taking account that he Bill has a knife in his back. Uh, entire blade. blade Basically should be through his whole body. Yeah, it really should. Um, and Bronson ends up choking Bill to death. And now Bill's dead. Bill dies. and he, So now our cop is gone. The cop's gone. And Bronson's whistling taps over his body while he pisses on Bill's dead yeah. body. A lot of pissing and throwing up on people. <sighs> Bronson is a, He's fucking... Kind of, I don't know. I like, in a way, I kind of like Bronson. He's just so fucking crazy and ridiculous yeah. that he's kind of enjoyable to watch in his antics. Um, but Fred is off buying another bottle of Viper from Ed. 
He goes off to drink it, but then he gets distracted by the sounds of Bronson's fat minion. Now, the fat minion also has a bottle of Viper, and he's drinking it, and he begins to choke and gag and so, swell, like inflate his Fred's body. just, he's got it to his lips, he's just about to drink it, and then he hears basically farting and yeah. gas sounds and burping and all these. He's like, what the fuck? And he looks around the corner, and he sees the fat minion just swelling. Yeah, his body's inflating, and so he and the body continues to swell and inflate and inflate to the point where his body, the fat man's body, explodes with such force that it sends Fred flying through the air and over a car. Right. Um, Fred takes off running, but he gets ambushed by some other bum who just happens to show up and drop kicks Fred. And then Bert shows up wearing his gas mask. But he just ends up getting hit over the head with a pipe by this <laughs> other guy. So there's no point in him being there. This new bomb takes Fred's bottle of Viper. Fred's like, no, don't drink it. But, of course, he drinks it anyway. And he starts melting as Fred just laughs and calls him a homo. Well, it was the bum that uh, was the money collector for... No, it was a different bum. He's wearing t- totally different outfits. Well, that's because he got arrested. We totally missed that part where he gets arrested. That guy gets arrested and he gets thrown back in the paddy wagon with all those whores, all those hookers. Yeah, but he's wearing like a beat up like old. Yeah, and then because then he says, "No, don't make me take a shower. Don't make me take a shower." And then they said they show him like released and basically he's out and he's got all these nice clothes on. He's just like, Ugh. "Is that?" Cause I yeah, thought was, I thought it was just a completely different bump. No, that was him. Did not realize it. Yeah. Okay. I, again, that's what I'm saying. This movie is. Yeah. It, I thought it was a whole other bump. And so we skipped over that whole scene, but fuck it. Yeah, one, <laughs> I didn't think it mattered. Yeah. So. Fred, yeah, Fred's calling this guy a homo as he melts. It was a beautifully colorful yeah. and epic melting death scene because he is, I mean, not just blues, but pinks and yeah, purples. And bright greens. I mean, it looks and like just... a beautiful abstract painting or yeah. something that's this guy on this wall as he melts. It's ridiculous. And he, uh, so he melts and dies. Now, Ed, Fred runs back to Ed's liquor store to warn Ed about the Vipers. Oh, shit, he sees the that the Viper is killing these people. Yeah. So, but Ed, he doesn't get there in time because Ed comes out of the store drinking the Viper. He's just, because I guess this is, I don't understand why he would do this because Ed owns a liquor store and it's got all the liquors you can imagine. Yeah. You know, and he's selling this shit for a dollar and he knows it's fucking awful. Awful. But I guess he was interested because a lot of bums are buying it. And yeah. so he figures, well, I guess I'll taste it and see what it's like. That's my thought I don't process. Think, yeah. I was like, just because bums are buying, like. One, they're bombs, and it's a, yeah, dollar. a dollar. If you and, buy a bottle of booze for a dollar... And you know you just found it... In, like, a, in a dirty box in your basement? I it, wouldn't drink that. Jesus. No. No. You got top-shelf shit, man. Yeah. Come on. It, 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 it was a liquor store real quick. It's more like a bodega. It's like yeah. it, it's like a one-aisle... You walk in, there's one aisle and a counter, and that's and just, it. Just liquor all over the walls. Yeah, it, all over the place. You can barely even yeah. walk in the place. It's so small. Um, So, anyway, Ed co- comes out, and immediately starts melting... In front of Fred, who basically and Ed just basically melts and dies on the sidewalk in front yeah. of Fred. Not not the best melt scene. No, not bad, but no, just not, not the bad. best. Um, meanwhile, Bronson is seen carving and sharpening a new knife bone, and we see like another flashback scene, like dead bodies all around him, and like Viet Cong. He's having flashbacks. Yeah, he's having flashbacks of being in Nam, and yeah. all it looks like all of his buddies are dead. Yeah, I, at first the... I thought. I've watched the movie like four times. I'm not proud of Jesus. it, but I hate it. But the first time I saw it, I thought he, like, I missed something because I was trying to take notes. I thought it was, like, going back and forth between dead Viet Cong and, like, dead bums. Like, I thought he was, like, he killed all of his minions in a flashback. But now I was like, I don't think that's what happened. No. 
Um, but he is making a new bone blade. And two more of his minions show up, and they offer him a bottle of Viper. So which, where are people getting all this Viper from? You, it's just coming out of everybody's ass all it's of a sudden. just one store. And yeah. Wendy and, and Kevin, they're chatting it up. And Kevin just reaches between her legs. Just balls out, just, I'm going to go straight for the vag. Yeah, so Wendy's talking with Kevin, and they're kind of having a little heart-to-heart moment. And, you know, she's wearing a short skirt, and the angle she's sitting at where you can just see right to vag. Yeah. And Kevin, being a 16-year-old, decides, I'm going to fucking go for it. Yeah, just right in there. But it works. It works. Because, uh, uh, yeah, and Bronson is about to drink the Viper now himself. When his dirty bitch shows up and grabs it from it, yelling, you, yeah, you never share a blog. You're an you asshole. You never share your blah, dick. Blah. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking it now. And so she drinks herself. And just like the rest, she melts and dies on the hood of a mm-hmm. car, I think. Yeah. And her chest is exploding. She's yeah. tearing her skin off. It's yeah. a weird scene, of um, course. Yeah. Bronson now sees Wendy leading Kevin into the junkyard office. And now he just saw his woman melt. He sees the woman or the Asian gal going with the young man, and he just loses his shit. But, yeah, so in the office, Wendy is basically getting ready to fuck the dirty homeless kid, Kevin, which, who would do that? (laughs) Like, he's filthy, and, like, she flashes her, her tits out, and she's about to, like, go down on him, which, again, this guy hasn't showered in forever. That's... This whole thing is gross. And when Bronson just breaks through the door. Smashes through the like, door. Yeah. Bronson smash. Yeah. And he starts chasing Kevin around the junkyard and in, in, through the warehouse. And it's all a, that. like, it's, it's just a chasing through yeah. the warehouse. And, it's really yeah. drawn out and it's, yeah. Anyways. And then some random guy or another bomb just pops up out of nowhere. Like, never seen this guy before. He's just there. And Bronson just stabs him in the neck with his new bone knife, kills the guy. Yeah. That's it for him. Who yeah. cares? Um, now, Fred shows up and throws a bottle of Viper at Bronson. And upon hitting Bronson in the face... Br- the it, bottle it, breaks Bronson some breaks, impact on his face. It starts burning Bronson's face. Like acid. And Bronson's just like, what the fuck did you just throw at me, man? He like, <laughs> doesn't even like, give a shit. And... Uh, so Bronson gets his hand on Fred. He starts. He's about whooping his ass when Wendy jumps on Bronson's back, but he just tosses, tosses her off her side. He's like nothing. Now Kevin, who is behind him, he starts. He gets this like this large tank of something, some gas, gas like tank, like like a helium tank or something, right? Like pressurized a, a, tank, a pressurized tank that holds uh you know gas, some, some sort of some like you know gas, yeah. aerosol gas, and so. he lines it up on some old mm-hmm. tires pointing at him. Now, Bronson's telling Fred, it's time to meet your ancestors, which I think is a good, very Viking-esque very Viking yeah, line, I think. Yeah. And he picks Fred up over his head, holds him above his head with one fucking arm or hand, while Fred is, like, punching him in the face from above. But Bronson just stands like the goddamn Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Holding a punching with, bum. With, with Fred, a bum <laughs> above his head. Now, Kevin breaks the valve off the tank, which causes the tank to launch like a goddamn missile <laughs> at Bronson. And it takes off Bronson's head and a good chunk of his torso We're as well. talking like, man, like, bur- it doesn't, it's more than take off his head. It takes off his, like, upper chest. Well, it's like, it's, it's, like, it's like, a, like a V-neck. Yeah. Imagine a deep V, that area a where literally, the... Literally, a literal deep V. <laughs> yeah, that's where the skin's exposed. That's gone. Just yeah. ripped off. Yeah. 
Um, Blood squirting out. I, I do like the slow motion head falling behind yeah. the body. That yeah. looked good. Um, Wendy then like steps over Bronson's head, which looks up her skirt as she passes over. <laughs> and how the hell this head's still alive? It's is moving its me. eyes. His teeth are moving. Yeah, mouth are moving. Mouth it's like <laughs> you can tell it's the animatronics are yeah prevalent. Eighties. I know, but so um, she goes over to Kevin, kneels down next to him. They kiss. Roll credits. But during the credits, <laughs> you get one more scene of the doorman and Nick. Doorman's tied up in Nick's office, and Nick's like, you know, I'm going to fucking kill you now, you, you moron, for doing everything. And doorman's like, oh, come on, you didn't really need to kill me. He's trying to be, and he's just doing, it's a, it might be one of the fun, my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And he's, anyway, he's trying to, he's, she's like, no, I was just joking around. Yeah, you know, like, no, we're, man, we're all good. Like, and he's so no, New she, York. She, she, she's, uh, she, she was uh, drunk, or she's in a, in a, in a beautiful way, or she, yeah. was, she was mean in a beautiful way, or yeah. like trying to compliment the wife or, or it, the girl. And it's so New York. He's just calm, but the way he's talking, he's talking real fast. He's yeah. just like, come on, man, you know I wouldn't do that. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just and funny. He, Nick finds a bottle of Viper on the doorman, which, again, where does he get this? Who knows? But Nick decides to drink the Viper, and he starts melting away as Nick and uh, – or as the doorman and Nick's two goons, goons. Watch, watch over. And Nick's saying like, dude, you don't look so well. Like, uh Nick's like, kiss my dick or something like that. He's like, kiss your dick. It's dripping down the stairs. <laughs> like, take that ring before it gets all gooey. I'm the new Don now. I'm the boss now. And then the credits go. Um, now, <laughs> that's the last fucking street trash. That's it. Um, before we go into favorite kill, I just want to talk about one. The Viper, the whole, that this whole movie is really premised around, based around, Really doesn't fucking matter in this movie at no. all. Like, there's it could not even be in this movie and would really play no part in this in the outcome. It's just for effects. Yeah, it's just a gross out effect. And I guess the main story is kind of the Bronson. Bronson yeah, like which, Bronson's the, like the I, main thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'd much rather see a movie about the crazy homicidal bum Bronson, like he's slashing his way through the streets of New York. Like turn that into like a slasher horror movie. I'd be on board. Like I'd totally watch with more Bronson and just craziness and him killing but it falls short like this isn't really a horror movie it's no. just the the viper drink doesn't need to even be here it's there's no point to it there's really no point to this movie at all <laughs> but it just they could i wish it would have just been they could have done it totally differently yeah. but uh that, that said we, we'll move on to favorite kills there can be only one favorite kill uh, most obviously, most of the kills are all melts here. Yeah, they're, that's those those are the ones the most significant. I mean, yeah. there's other deaths, but we're talking it's it's about the melts. Yeah, it's about melts. So, do you have a favorite melt or favorite death scene, or what? What's yours? So, I kind of liked uh, the bum that got set up by uh, Fred, the one who was clean cut, and he's laughing. He drinks the Viper, and yeah, he's the, the one who's beautiful splats. abstract painting. Book. Yes, <laughs> that one. That's my favorite melt. That's my. That, favorite that's probably kill. the best melt of the movie. Yeah. I will say, um, but the melts. Like I don't know. The, yeah, the melts are, I guess, the reason to watch it. But uh, for some reason, I, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed almost like the first kill of the movie where the yeah. guys get smashed with the windshield because it's so like, what? <laughs> this guy kills the guy for just basically beating the army reserves just on a broad middle of the intersected street, broad daylight, tons of people around, just pulls this guy out and sma- kills him with no, no, Rhyme worry, no second thought. And I was like, what the fuck? So the best melt is the one you talked about, but I think my favorite kid was got is just the, the opening <laughs> where it's just so crazy out of left field that it's like what's happening. So yeah, right. my second one was Bronson. 
I like Bronson's Bronson. Death. Yeah, Bronson. Yeah. It is a good death. The missile tank mm-hmm. in the head. It's it's a good. Yeah, Bronson's yeah. a good death too. Um. All right, so uh, moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, we'll start off with ratings. IMDb gives it a 6.2 out of 10, which is higher than I thought it would get. Now, this one, I about lost my shit on this. Rotten Tomatoes, 67% on the tomato meter. Wow. That, I mean, that that's like a normal tomato on their name. That's not a rotten tomato. That's not a green tomato. That's a regular... Right. Tomato with a 62% audience score. So this is definitely a cult movie. Oh, yeah, big time. And Amazon... 3.5? 4.3. Whoa! 4.3. This movie is ranking up on one of the higher-ranked movies. One of the higher-ranked movies, movies. yeah. And it's fucking awful! (laughs) (laughs) It's garbage. Literally, the trash is in the title of this movie. (laughs) Anyway, um, plot keywords. Now, I wrote these down before I even watched the movie the first time. Because I knew we were going to do this for the listeners, submitted things. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to do my thing. And reading these plot keywords, I was like, holy shit, what am I in for? Because <laughs> here, these are just some of the ones I wrote down. Okay. Rape, severed penis, fat man, nipples, vampire, <laughs> genital dismemberment, gang rape, castration, and necrophilia. You see those as keywords, and you're like, what the what? fuck am I about to watch? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, trivia. There's actually a decent amount of trivia I came up with for this. Well, again, it's one of those cult classics. It's last time it's those cult classic movies. They have deep trivia on them. Yeah, because people, people, people really yeah. get into them. Um, so apparently, Nick Noto or Nato, the guy who plays Bronson, was cast a day before principal photography commenced, <laughs> and he said, "I didn't know what the hell I was doing." He said, "Nor did I ever understand who Bronson was." I did scene by scene, not even knowing what the movie was about. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't read the script until three months after I was wrapped. I still don't know who Bronson was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Miriam Zucker, who, was, who plays the drunken woman who was brutally attacked. Uh, she was actually brutally attacked by su- uh, thugs in a New York City subway s- uh, station several years before the film. And the attack left her partially deaf. With a large scar on her scalp, and this scene where a character is attacked by a gang brought up like flashbacks of this and gave her like a feeling of dread. And why would you agree to redo yeah, a scene exactly. like that? Jesus, I get, yeah. Um, the word fuck is spoken 128 times in this movie. I believe it, I believe it wholeheartedly. Uh, Mike Lackley, who played Fred, the star of the film, um, <clears throat> was doing the makeup, also created the penis. <laughs> And he made three different sizes, the little one called the pecker, the medium-sized one called the poker, and the big one called the packer. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Um, Which makes me wonder which one they used. It certainly wasn't a small one, but it could have been the medium or the big one, I guess. Um, When Bronson first cuts it off, it looks like he's holding a fucking Subway sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's it's pretty big. Um, Future director Brian Singer, the usual suspects in X-Men, was a production assistant on this movie. Huh. Um, the producers were unsuccessful in getting product sponsorship for the film. The only company that was interested was manufacturer of Drake's Cakes, which would send a crate, the casting crew, a box of snacks every week. By the end of the three-month shoot, everyone had eaten enough of the snacks that when it came time to make the scene where the fat bum explodes, the stomach was filled with boxes and boxes of Drake's Cakes. <laughs> um, Bill Chappelle, or Chippel, 
who plays Bill the Cop, was a real NYPD police officer before doing this movie. Hmm. That's scary. Yeah. Um, this Someone was, didn't follow protocol yeah, very well. This was based on an original short film by James Moreau. Yeah. Uh, which the drink was then called Thunderbird instead of Viper. It's funny because there is Thunderbird liquor. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's like Night Train's cousin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, the writer Roy Frumkes played the businessman who face melts in the movie. That's the writer. Um, the Wrecking Yard belonged to the director's father. And during the film's premiere, the cast and crew arrived hanging off the gar- back of garbage trucks instead of li- renting limousines, <laughs> which that's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, the director of photography, David Sp- uh, Sperling, was chosen via a coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> so real, real effort in making these people up. Oh, going. Um, the first meltdown scene required four different set loca- sets and locations, including an oversized toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, the director and crew decided to go with the bright Dago colors instead of traditional blood look because they thought it would be quite amusing. That's, it was. Yeah, I guess it was, but... And Street Trash was apparently meant to be Murrow's Murrow's thesis film for film school, but it was not accepted, and he was not surprised by that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sadly, though, I do not have a budget for this, so we cannot do the budget game today, which really sucks. But I do have some really good uh, five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five-star reviews. So, moving on to that, from... Cookie Man 108. I did learn a number of things from this movie. One, you can actually make a home off discarded tires. <laughs> if you were bagging enough pants to a grocery store, you can steal enough food to feed at least three people. <laughs> I wouldn't need anything that came out of a homeless man's pants. You can thin out ho- ho- you can thin out homemade hooch by urinating in it. Uh, an alley is a great place to pick up bras, especially if you're a greasy bum and the bra is wasted off of her gourd. Your puke breath breath must be really bad when a bum won't even kiss you. Frank, Frank, the morbidly obese owner and operator of Scrapyard, isn't advised to a little necrophilia. The homeless don't particularly uh, cover showers. No. Uh, A severed ding-dong, ding-a-ling, can be used in lieu of football in a pickup game. (laughs) And you can can never defile Bronson in front of other men. So that's from Cookie Cookie Man 108. Five stars. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Connoisseur Rat. Stay away from this film if you're weak of stomach, but definitely feel free to use this delightful piece of cinematic grotesquerie as a dieting aid, and this movie would do such a good job of making you lose your appetite that you'll be looking for it for days. Ultimately, I think is the best indication of this raunchy, sleazy ride in the, you're in for with this flick expressed by one of the last acknowledgments in the end credits, which reads, Thanks, Anita, for taking me to see I Drink Your Blood When I Was Six. Yep, that about sums it up. Five stars. Oh, thanks, Anita. Five stars. From DDT. (laughs) I've never seen anything like this movie ever. Dare I say, I rank this up there with every movie I have ever loved. The other night, I tried to make myself watch some piece of excrement movie my wife got on Netflix. After about 20 minutes of that boring crap, I said, fuck this and put on street trash. Five stars. Weird. Yeah. I think I'd rather watch anything else on Netflix than this movie again. Uh, Marvin Horn, one of the best movies ever made in this era of horror. Five stars. This guy is an idiot. (laughs) It's not not even a horror movie. Anyway, um, last few ones here. Uh, TDSL, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to the sleazy grindhouse era of New York City. Unfortunately, I don't have a time machine, but I do have a copy of Street Trash. Five stars. 
uh, street trash will have you regurgitating your lunch up and making you feel at home to swallow it all back down again. This is a class act movie. Five stars. <laughs> True class act. True class act. Um, but I'm going to skip that one. Uh, Teresa G. Archer. Man, this movie's off the hook. One of the trippiest movies I ever seen. Get intoxicated and watch this shit. Great horror slash comedy. I recommend this to anyone who likes, spelled with a Z, cheesy old school flicks. It's spelled with a Z. Awesome. A must have for any horror comedy fan. Five stars. And the last one from C. Ashworth. I don't care what anyone else says. This movie pushed the limit with the horror comedy subgenre. And the very fact that it was even released in theaters amazes me. It was only released because it was made during the 80s, a period that mostly ignored political correctness in the media. The way race, women, and the poor are shown is completely different from what a movie would be like in 2006. I hate that now writers and actors will stunt their creativity to fill some kind of greater political agenda, which we face under the current administration. (laughs) Movies like this make me want to cry for the way things used to be. I kid you not, and don't drink the Viper. Five fucking stars. That sounds like a Donald Trump fan right there. (laughs) Make America great again. (laughs) Bring back trashy movies like this. Bring back racist, trashy movies. All right. That that's time to wrap it up. So bad. Final recommendations, Aaron. What what's your final thought on this movie? Well, it's got. I I understand why it's got a cult, it's a cult classic. It has a particular appeal to it being so bombastic and bizarre with special effects and all this crap and you know the the non PC. I mean, that was a pretty good note actually. With a good way of putting it, you know, you're not going to see movies like this today. You're just not. Really, I mean, not on not with a budget or anything. So, but at the end of the day, it's a movie, and I like to watch a movie for something I kind of have fun with. So I'm gonna say it's so bad it's scary. But if you're into that kind of stuff, maybe it's for you. Me, I want to take a fucking shower afterwards. I wanted <laughs> to just cover my body in bleach because I just I'm not into that stuff. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm gonna say the same thing. I agree with you on this. Uh, I, I can I can I can agree and see why I guess this would have a cult following, but it's just so really boring and so strong out that it, if it's a melt movie, let's have more melts. Let's, and have yet, more, let's have that more happen more often. You make a good point. The movie was actually just not, it, it didn't flow, didn't have a story. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can still have all the melt and bullshit and it's, it's, non-PC crap yeah. you want, but it's like there's, at the end of the day, there's no fucking story. No, it's two movies in one. It's the melt movie and then it's the Bronson movie. Right. And to me, I, I view this as like, we said this before in a 976 evil movie. I view... Like the whole Tenafly Viper is like the Indiana Jones of this movie. Like just like Indiana Jones in the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark really makes no difference in the outcome of the movie. So does the Viper in this movie. It I much rather seen a whole Bronson killing in the streets of New York movie than watch this. Uh, so I also say so bad it's scary. Uh, so that's that. Uh, next week we do know the movie. We I'll announce it now. It's another fan submitted movie. It is called. Uh, Black Sheep. Black it's Sheep. Black Sheep, mm-hmm. uh, submitted by Milo. So thank you for that. Uh, we are, as uh, uh, it's a New, Z- New Zealand film. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can st- find it streaming. I will, if you can, I'll post it all, but um, it's out there. I think you might find it on like, YouTube, maybe, I think. Um, but anyway, for now, we're going to wrap it up. So follow us. Check us out on our Facebook page. You can follow us. Check out our website at horriblehorrorpodcast.com. We're on Twitter at so bad scary. We're also on Instagram at horrible underscore horror underscore podcast. 
and you can download and listen to the episodes at horriblehorror.podbean.com and also for free download subscribe like on itunes as well so check us out everything's free send us any more submittals suggestions yeah let us know we can email us text us uh twitter us facebook us let us know we uh try to get i try to respond to everybody i possibly can so that puts number 50 in the books that is episode 50 all right we did it 50 episodes pretty weird 50 so all right guys uh thank you very much for listening for 50 episodes moon goons we appreciate you we love you we'll see you back in a week's time Take care. Bye-bye.